It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, in the air, airlines looking to get back on track after that major FAA glitch caused thousands of delays and cancellations. We all anticipate coming to the airport and everything going smoothly, and today that didn't happen. Just ahead, new details on what went wrong amid the lingering question on passengers' minds. Is this the new normal? Then concern and controversy, how off-label use of a diabetes drug is causing major shortages, what you need to know about finding these drugs, and what doctors are saying about the use for weight loss and the long-term effects. Plus, Guitar Hero, we're looking back at the life and legacy of rock icon Jeff Beck, the famous faces he played alongside, and how he became one of the best ever. And like a book, Jen is teaching us how to improve our reading habits and even headed to the library with Craig. Let's get reading. Let's get reading. Thanks, JBA. Then legendary author Judy Bloom is here live to talk about one of her most iconic books now being adapted into a film. And we've got your exclusive first look at the trailer today, Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Manhattan, Kansas. Hi to my mom. Watching in Fort Myers, Florida. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Wishing my daughter Meredith a happy birthday in Dallas, Texas. Sending love to my husband and son in Central Square, New York. Here for my mom's birthday. From Ventura, California. To, to the, the Today Show. Yeah, we welcome you back. We're so happy that you're with us on this Thursday morning. Nice bunch outside. You say Thursday, I say Friday Eve. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Thursday. No. No. Not as catchy. No. Friday Eve. Well, anyway, we showed you guys the green comet a little earlier on. Tomorrow, Harry Smith is going to bring us a fascinating story behind these new views from space. He Mm -hmm. caught up with the team, turning the Webb Telescope's findings into these brilliant, colorful images. Mm -hmm. What they say it's like to tell the story of the universe in a whole new way. That is tomorrow morning right here on Today. All right, let us get started with our news at 8 o'clock. Air travel is still rebounding from that computer system failure that disrupted flights from coast to coast yesterday. NBC's Tom Costello is at Reagan National with the growing fallout. Hey, Tom, good morning. We got movement behind me on the ramp and the runways holder. Right now at Reagan National, planes are moving. They're loading them up with bags, and we've got movement out on the ramps and the runways. A very different scene from what we had yesterday. Right now, here's what we look at in terms of the flights and cancellations and delays. We've got several hundred delays mounting. That will continue to grow through the day. Fewer than 100 cancellations at this hour. But again, the ripple effect will continue through the day. Not nearly the 10,000 delays we had yesterday and so many cancellations, more than a 1,000. We now know what the cause was for this mega outage yesterday. The FAA says a damaged piece of hardware inside a critical software system that runs what they call NOTAM, the Notice to Air Mission System, critical information for pilots. They must have that information. That system went down, uh, and when they tried to reboot, it took forever to come back up. And so they now know they've got to figure out why was this file damaged, that's going to be part of an internal investigation within the FAA and the Department of Transportation. And, of course, also Congress is asking questions and demanding answers, given the fact that so many people were inconvenienced. An important part of what happened yesterday, this was an FAA problem, not an airline problem. So the airlines are not obligated to pay for your hotels, for your meals. 
it's on you. The FAA will not be paying for that either. And so now, as you can expect, after the FAA pointed the finger at airlines to get their act together earlier this year, now the FAA is under scrutiny for its own failures. Hold it back to you. All right, Tom Costello for us there at Reagan National. Tom, thank you. This morning, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden recovering from surgery after the White House says she had two cancerous lesions removed at Walter Reed Medical Center. One was above her right eye. It was found during a routine skin cancer screening, the second on her chest. And then during surgery, the White House says doctors found a third lesion on her left eyelid and it was removed there examining that. Here with more on what to know about this type of skin cancer, NBC News senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres. Dr. John, good morning to you. Uh, This surgery that she underwent, presumably it was successful. What can you tell us about this? And good morning, Savannah. Yes, and it was successful. It's what they call a Mohs surgery. It's basically a surgery that is made to minimize the amount of skin and tissue that is removed, but at the same time, make sure that all the cancer cells are removed. And in her case, they found those two sites of basal cell carcinoma. And when you think about skin cancer, there are essentially three different types, basal cells, uh, basal cell, squamous cell, and then melanoma, with basal cell being the one that is least likely to spread, but at the same time, one you want to make sure you take care of. So in her case, they were able to get those two sites, get what we call the margins clear, meaning they were able to make sure that they got all the cancerous cell, minimize the tissue. At the same time, like you mentioned, they found another site on her right eyelid, her sorry, her left eyelid, where they found a something there. They removed that. They have not said what that is at this point, but they will probably be telling us in the future. Thankfully, everything looks good at this point. She should recover. They said there is going to be some bruising and swelling, which is common with these types of surgeries, especially in the face. A lot of people want to know like what they should be looking for. I'm sure people are checking their faces this morning saying, well, there's a little something here, a little something there. When should you get it checked out? So a couple things you need to think about. Number one, you know your skin. So know if you notice any changes. And the American Cancer Society has come up with the ABCDs and E's of looking at the skin to look for skin cancer. A meaning asymmetry. Is the mole or the lesion you're looking at looking asymmetrical? It's not looking completely round. B is the border. Is the border irregular, scalloped, chopped up, anything like that? C is color, meaning is the mole itself or the lesion, does it have different colors throughout it or has the color changed? D, diameter, meaning is the diameter more than the diameter of a pencil eraser and if it's getting bigger and then E is evolving has that lesion or mole started to change and they also mentioned that there are some parts of our skin that we simply don't see on a regular basis and so you need to check those as well or if you can't see those you need to go to your physician or somebody who can look there and make sure this is the the, the time when you know our least humbling examination we have there and so you want to make sure that that parts of the skin gets checked as well now the eyelids in particular are at a bit of a higher risk because we typically don't put uh, any kind of of skin protection on those. And when we wear sunglasses, sometimes the sun can sneak in behind the sunglasses. And I think that's why we're seeing those here on uh, Joe Biden. And thankfully, again, they removed them. Well, always a good reminder for all of us. Dr. Torres, thank you. Meanwhile, just days after withdrawing from the Australian Open without explanation, tennis star Naomi Osaka has revealed why she's pregnant. A 25-year-old shared an ultrasound image on social media yesterday writing little life update for 2023. She added that one thing she's, quote, looking forward to is for my kid to watch one of my matches and tell someone that's my mom. Osaka said back in 2020, excuse me, Osama said that 2023 is going to be a year full of lessons for her and that she plans to be at the Australian Open next year. Cool. So Congratulations to her. To her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot more ahead this morning, including Carson with Popstar. First, though, we're going to take a closer look at the shortage of a diabetes drug that's being fueled 
by people who are using it for weight loss. Some patients haven't been able to find this drug for months. We're going to talk about it with Dr. Natalie Azar right after this. We are back, 812, Your Health, and this morning, the growing controversy that surrounds the rise in people using diabetes drugs for weight loss. Yeah, some patients want that trend to end. They say it's contributing to the dangerous shortage of medicines that they really need. NBC's Kristen Dahlgren has that story. Hey, Kristen, good morning. Hey, good morning to you guys. Yeah, this is being called one of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood. A lot of speculation that celebrities and influencers and now their followers are using these medications to lose weight while diabetics are saying they are finding it nearly impossible to get their crucial medications. Scroll through TikTok and you're sure to see Ozempic, some now calling it the skinny pen, a drug developed to treat diabetes that's become known for its side effect, weight loss. But there's another side effect to its soaring popularity, shortages. And now diabetics are calling out people just using it to drop a few pounds. Shane Anthony was diagnosed with diabetes four years ago. It really makes me mad. It infuriates me. And it's like, you people don't need it. Us, the diabetics, we need it. We need it to stay alive. Anthony hasn't been able to get his Ozempic since October. He says even similar drugs are now sold out. It's scary, honestly. It, it, it's it's scary because, you know, it, it could cause me to have a spike and I could have a, a heart attack. Ozempic works by mimicking a hormone which regulates insulin levels, reduces appetite, and allows patients to feel fuller longer. A higher dosage, marketed as Wagovi, has been approved to treat obesity, but it is not recommended for people with a healthy BMI. Dr. Susan Spratt with Duke University Hospital is warning against the new trend. Until this medication is studied in, in normal weight patients, which I'm not even sure it ever will be, I think the risks, the potential risks could be um, uh, something that patients don't want to take on. Side effects include nausea, but use has also been associated with a risk of pancreatitis. Spratt says they are now getting hundreds of calls from diabetic patients unable to find their medications. I know that by prescribing one of these medications, we can reduce the risk of further kidney damage and reduce the risk of future cardiac events. And now we can't get it because someone who's actually got a normal weight is using it. Um, to lose a few pounds. Novo Nordisk, the company that makes Ozempic, blames intermittent supply disruptions of the Ozempic pen on incredible demand coupled with overall global supply constraints, adding, while we recognize that some healthcare providers may be prescribing Ozempic for patients whose goal is to lose weight, Novo Nordisk does not promote, suggest, or encourage off-label use. But this morning, Shane is still waiting for his prescription. I don't think it's going to. And for, for a while, to either the manufacturer stops, starts bumping up production, mm -hmm. or they stop prescribing it to everybody that wants to lose a couple pounds. And the manufacturer tells us that it expects these supply disruptions to continue through January. Doctors say if you're having trouble finding your medication, speak with your provider, your insurance company, and then also call and look around to different pharmacies, guys. 
All right, Kristen, uh, thank you so much. We've got NBC uh, News medical contributor Dr. Dr. Natalie Azar with us. I mean, there are people who need the drug and then there are people who want the drug. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that it works both ways is interesting. How does it work? Well, the medicine works. The thing about it is that this is one of those medicines where it was initially studied in, I lost my voice this morning, for type 2 diabetes. And then when they did the studies, they found, wow, look at this. It also resulted in weight loss. So it has a couple of different effects on the body. It mimics a naturally occurring hormone. It increases the release and the production of insulin from the pancreas. Mm -hmm. So it lowers blood sugar. Great for type 2 diabetics. But it also slows how quickly the food leaves your stomach. So you feel full more quickly. And it also works on that fullness center in the brain. So you feel full faster with less in your stomach. So you eat less. So what, I mean, if you're a diabetic and you're waiting for this medicine, are there alternatives? So... Ozempic and Wagovi are both the branded names of the same medicine that we're talking about in this piece, semaglutide. They are indicated for different things. Wagovi is for obesity and overweight individuals with risk factors for heart disease. And Ozempic, let's say, is for type 2 diabetes. Are they interchangeable at the discretion of your provider? They can be, as long as the doses used are correct. But we always say to folks, whenever you're using something off-label, you have to be cautious, just like the doctor said in the segment, because it wasn't studied in that population. So if people are using it for a diet to lose weight, um, number one, how, how much does it cost? And number two, is it the kind of thing where once you stop using it, you gain the weight back? Right. So it has a really high ticket price. It's around uh, the Ozempic that we were talking about, but but many of these medications can cost upwards of $900 to $1,000 a month without insurance. With commercial insurance, your co-pay could be as little as $25. But imagine if you're paying out of pocket for right. this, this could, this could get you to about $10,000 a year. And again, we saw the side effects, right? There yeah. is potential nausea, vomiting, seen in about a third of patients. It's pretty common. It does get better, though, the longer that you're on the medication. But there are rarer reports of pancreatitis as well as acute kidney injury and gallbladder issues. Mm-hmm. When you stop it, so far the studies suggest, yeah, the weight's going to come back on. Okay. The medicine really only sticks around the benefit for about three to four weeks. So it's only been studied for a number of years. We don't know the life, you know, lifetime uh, issues potentially. Mm-hmm. But this is treating obesity and type 2 diabetes as a chronic illness. We don't stop high blood pressure medications. This is something that people will very likely need to take lifelong. But All we right. don't know yet. All right. Doctor, thank, thank you, you very much. Mr. Roker. All right, guys. Well, we look at what's going on right now. Got a little snow in northern New England, watching some weather advisories there. Severe storms later today down through the Gulf Coast, down through the uh, lower Mississippi River Valley and parts of the southeast. Sunshine through the plains. Beautiful day, or at least a nicer day for our friends in central and southern California. But heavy rain moving into northern California and the Pacific Northwest. That's your latest weather. Don't forget, as you head out the door, take us with you. Sirius XM Channel 108. But right now, take a little pop start. Best yeah, time of the morning. Best time. Go. Pop start lane. Thanks, Uncle Al. We're going to start this morning with the passing of a rock and roll legend. Jeff Beck, widely considered one of the best guitarists of all time, died suddenly at the age of 78 from bacterial meningitis. Joe Fryer's here and takes a look back at the iconic and influential musician. Thanks for being here, Joe. Yeah, good to be here. So Jeff Beck rose to fame as a member of the Yardbirds, replacing another guitar hero you might have heard of, Eric Clapton. Well, for decades, Beck built a career combining genres from rock to blues with his flawless technique. When Jeff Beck had a guitar in his hands, the music told the story. Every solo, every riff, every note. The work of an innovative music genius. Born and raised in England, Beck fell in love with the guitar, making his own out of a cigar box before finding a real one at a friend's house. He said, do you want to borrow it? And I borrowed this real guitar, hollow guitar. 
and I took it and uh, he never got it back. <laughs> it wasn't long before his skills catapulted him to stardom. Beck joined the pioneering rock group The Yardbirds in 1965, replacing Eric Clapton. The band released some of its biggest hits during Beck's tenure. I've been naughty all my life and I don't deserve this at all. A two-time rock and roll Hall of Famer, he went on to lead the Jeff Beck group. That included rising future superstars Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood. Over the years, Beck would perform with some of music's biggest stars. In recent years, the eight-time Grammy winner teamed up with actor and musician Johnny Depp. The two friends took the stage at concerts and released an album last year. This morning, legends are remembering a true artist. He just doesn't stop. <laughs> he gets better and better and better. Fellow rock icon and longtime friend Jimmy Page writes, I will miss you along with your millions of fans. Mick Jagger calls back a wonderful man and one of the greatest guitar players in the world. And Rod Stewart says, one of the few guitarists that when playing live would actually listen to me sing and respond. Groundbreaking guitarist who always seemed to hit the perfect note. And Rock Rolling Stone magazine actually named Beck one of the five greatest guitarists ever. Jeff Beck is survived by his wife, Sam. Yeah, they say Johnny Depp was by his bedside when he passed. They had a real friendship. Johnny idolized him musically and then got a chance to record that album, 18 of them, put out last summer. Mm -hmm. They had just been touring and uh, had a special friendship. Mm -hmm. So thinking about him, too. Joe, thanks so much for the report. Appreciate it. Next up on Popstar, the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild announcing the 2023 nominees yesterday. Let's take a look, starting with movies nominated for outstanding performance by a cast. Babylon, the Banshees of Inishirin, Everything, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, and Women. And talking all nominated. A pair of snubs being called out this morning for two stars of Babylon. Of course, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie star in that movie. Neither nominated in the leading categories. Meanwhile, history was made with Everything, Everywhere, and Banshees. Both those films earning five nominations, tying for the most in SAG history with the past nominees, Shakespeare in Love, Chicago, and Doubt. We'll move on to the small screen now. Here are the nominees for TV's Best Ensemble cast, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Ozark, Severance, and The White Lotus. Wow. Oh. Big snub for one of our favorites around here, Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh. Kevin Costner-led series did not make the list, although Sam Elliott did earn a nomination for his work in the 1883 prequel. SAG Awards take place Sunday, February 26th. Next up, the Goonies. Well, one Goonies superfan just paid a pretty penny to snag the house that started it all. According to People Magazine, entrepreneur Bayman Zachary bought the famous Oregon property for a whopping 1.6 million bucks. Three-bedroom, two-bed bath Victorian home was, of course, at the center of the 85 cult classic film. The new owner wants all you Goonie fans to know that he sees himself as a caretaker and steward of that iconic home. So it's in good hands, certainly. It was a good week, by the way, for Goonie fans because Kihi Kwan, a.k.a. Data from the movie, just took home a Golden Globe. It's a great movie. It really is. Yeah. That's your pop star, guys. All right. Thank you. Still ahead, Jenna's on a mission. She wants everybody to read more. And for Craig, that point that he had to join her at the library, their adventure and more. Fun future. Thursday morning, it's the 12th of January, 2023. Uh, it's a happy crowd here. 
on the plaza enjoying the final few days of that Christmas tree. Did Here's every, the thing. Wait, anybody did every can come out. Did every single person get on because oh, oh, it's I, raining? I was going to say, anybody can come out when it's nice out. It takes a special bunch yes. to come out when it's it raining. It really does. Yes. Right. Thank you, guys. Happy y'all are here. Guys, Jen is here because she is going streaking with Craig. Oh, right. Craig has accepted Jenna's challenge to read more in 2023. That's what streaking oh, is. They went to the New York Public day. Library, iconic, and they've got some tips you can use if you want to have more time to enjoy a good book. All right. Speaking of good books, oh, my gosh, y'all. We've got such a special guest inside. Will you please look here? This is the legendary author, Judy Bloom. We're going to talk to her about some of our favorites, including one of her beloved books that's now being adapted into a movie. That is the last book I read. All right, Craig, you've got a special story for us coming up ahead of MLK Day, too. Yeah, uh, Carson, I got a first look at really an amazing new tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife as well. Uh, they spent a lot of time in a, in a place early on in their lives, Boston, Massachusetts. And now Boston has decided uh, to pay fitting tribute to Dr. King, his life, his legacy, and their love as well. So we'll have that for you tomorrow coming up here on today. Cool. Guys, we were talking about what a great crowd we have. Can we? Okay, yeah, or come with me if you want. We have two super fans here, Doreen and Caitlin. Oh, my God, they're shocked. Are you Doreen? Yeah. <laughs> and you're Caitlin. Caitlin. That's your mama? Yes. Okay, what brings you to our neck of the woods? I surprised her on Saturday with a trip to New York. We watched the Today Show every day. We had to be here. Yeah. Oh, did you, were you really surprised? Completely. Oh my yes. gosh. Where are you from? California. Hey, well, yeah. I hope you enjoy our weather here well, in New York. I'm bad, too. I'm bad, bad, too. You have a pink coat. We had to search high and low because you had to have a pink coat oh, like yes. yours. Oh, my gosh. You guys are so cute. Oh, thank well, thank you so much for being here. Have a great time in New York. Awesome. Caitlin and Doreen. Yeah. Way to go, Caitlin. Way to go, love Doreen. That. You know they're having a good trip, too. Yeah. My hometown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. All right. Oh, oh, there you are. How's the weather looking today? All right. Well, let's look for the weekend, see what we've got for you. Uh, so for Friday, cold, windy, and snowy through the uh, Great Lakes. Wet weather in the northeast. Heavy rain again moving into northern California. Another storm comes in on Saturday. Snow showers left over in the northeast. Milder highs from the plains down into the Gulf. We're looking at above average highs through the Gulf. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's sunny and chilly in the Great Lakes. More rain and mountain snows out west. And for Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday, nice along the east coast. Heavy rain through the southwest and more snow out through the Rockies. And that is your latest weather. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Coming up next, Jenna's mission to turn Craig and all of us into bookworms. Is We're it possible? Okay. I think Trip it's possible. To we, one... we streaked in the New York Public Library. Okay. We weren't the only people. <laughs> no, no. Actually, you're bled right on in. Jenna's going to also give us her best advice for finding more time to read. That's the trick, isn't it? But first, this is today on NBC. Yes. We are back 836 with Read More Today. A lot of folks have a resolution to do just that in 2023. And, of course, Jenna, right here, has a cover. She's got a reading challenge. She's calling it, of course, Streaking with Jenna. Okay, I am, and all of y'all made fun of me, but it's all in good fun. The goal is to read a little each day to keep your reading streak alive. So Craig, my good pal here, he said he was up for the challenge. The two of us went to the New York Public Library to get inspired. 
A new year means a new chapter. And if your resolution is to read more, like Craig, this is what we call a library. <laughs> it may also mean a new book. Here we are at the New York Public Library, one of the most famous libraries in the world. Why do you hope to read more? I used to be a voracious reader, and I really used to enjoy it. Kids come along, and your days and nights start to get filled with other things. I can tell you actually like to read. I do. I find it cathartic. It has always been, for me, the way that I have gotten to see parts of the world that I've never yes. been to. I miss that. How has reading shaped your life? It's my greatest pleasure. I had a mom that was a teacher and a librarian. And then my grandmother loved to read. And one of my favorite things to do with her was send book recommendations. So I would send her a book and she'd send a book back. When I'd go to visit her, I'd lay in her room and we'd listen to Jane Austen on books on tape when she couldn't really see anymore. Those are my fondest memories. So they instilled it in me, which I feel like is an obligation to do the same for my kids. So JBH, how do we do it? How do we... How do we make reading a habit? We're trying to get into a streak. We're going to have you read every day, even if it's just a couple pages. And I'm going to also find you books that you're not going to want to put down. Okay. Let's go. Let's streak. Let's streak. <laughs> I gave Craig a few pointers on how to find the right book and how to stay motivated to read. I think most people just shop online for books. Yeah. Come to the library. Spend some time looking through books and deciding... What, okay. you're, what you're into. What do you like to watch on TV? What are you into? Ooh, I like thrillers. I like mysteries. Okay, are you reading thrillers and mysteries? No. Okay, let's change that. Here we are in the mystery section. Okay. I want to recommend, it's called The Last Policeman. It's funny. It's thrilling. It's crazy. It's interesting. But also, it's of three. Okay. okay so, so if you're into this, okay. you're going to want to read the next one. My other tip is to always have a book on the back burner. If you don't like something, you stop reading uh -huh. it. You have a backup book. I call it my to-be-read pile. It's a big <laughs> pile on my nightstand. You're going to have that, too. And another tip, too, is to not just read the back, okay. but give yourself some time to read reviews. Read the first chapter and see if you're into it. So let's get your to-be-read pile. Okay. You have a special recommendation I for that? I have a special recommendation. They're the Sean Duffy novels. My dad's into these. This is a recommendation from my father to you. It's a whole series about this detective. And so if you're in, you're going to be really in. Well, but listen, if your dad's into it, that's good enough for me. You might be into it. Craig took my advice and read the first chapter of one of his books. He was hooked. Well, you'll be happy to know you're now oh. a member of the New York Public Library. Look at that. So don't be late on returning <laughs> these. It's going to give you actually motivation to read. Yes. And quickly. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, sir. He's a first-time checker-outer. The books may be to borrow. Sir. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. See you in three weeks. <laughs> but the passion for reading is to keep. Let's get reading. Let's get reading. Thanks, JBH. Yeah. Um, okay, that was such a fun day, but Craig, I, how's I, it going? I finished the book. What? What? Yeah, I finished The Last Policeman. Nice. Your recommendation was fantastic. I've already so ordered... you that piece two years ago? No. <laughs> shot it last less week. Less than a week ago. So I used, as I said to you, I used to be able to, like, devour a couple books a month, mm -hmm. but I, I stopped. You know, small yeah, kids, you know. Yeah. yeah. But when now, do you read? When are you reading? So I read on the ride in, the ride yeah. back. Yeah. At night, I, I was reading with Dell, yeah. my son, in his bed. Uh -huh. So, but to your point... When you read what you enjoy watching, yes. it, and, and that, and that particular book, the characters, one. couldn't put it down. Craig so, said he well felt done. like he had to read things that made him learn, which is which is true. But we do a lot of reading for work. Yeah, yeah. Read uh -huh. for pleasure, y'all. My problem is I read, and then I fall asleep within like 10 seconds. Yeah. But what yeah. about when you watch TV? You can stay up for that episode? 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I fall asleep for that too, okay. I guess. Okay. All right. Anyway. That's just because you're tired. All right. You have some tips. Okay. So, you taught us how to find the right book, but how do you find time to read? Okay. Here's what I do. A lot of people ask me this question because I, I do read quite a lot. And I can't believe I'm talking about this in front of my idol, Judy Bloom. But anyway, that's <laughs> a cat in the window. Yes. Um, okay. So here's the first one. <laughs> here, um, Al. Al, here it is. Always keep a book on you. Yes. Okay. If y'all hold my purse later today, mm-hmm. it's a workout. Yeah. I always have at least two books with me. If I get on an airplane and mm-hmm. I don't have a book, I have a small yeah. panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a book right now up in my my, my uh, backpack, Dr. No. See, you, Al is a great reader. So always have something, read in between, you know, when you're at the grocery store, wherever. Next one, um, create, do not disturb reading time. You know how you do that? You put your phone physically away from you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Margaret Wrinkle, who's a a writer I love, said she would tell her husband, I just need some time for a book vacation. Mm -hmm. I just need some time. Kids, go away. I want to read. It's so smart, too. And just instead of doom scrolling or whatever. Yeah. Okay, Okay, well, that's that's another one. Find the right format. Because here's the thing. Some of us love the Mm -hmm. old-fashioned books. Sure. Uh, I have a, a colleague, y'all have a colleague who works with me on the book club. She reads better on a Kindle. Figure it yeah, out. I like an iPad. Thing. Yeah. If it's what about audio? Yeah. Um, audio books, if you're Great. commuting like yeah. you are, remember mm-hmm. I said, get both the book and, and the audio book. If right. you can, check out the book, get the audio book. Right. Or well, the Cliff Notes. Here's, here's the most important thing. Redistribute your time. I got off Instagram for the month. I mean, I'm still posting, but I'm not scrolling because guess oh, what? Yeah. What are we doing with our time? Yeah. If we're just it. scrolling Wait all day it. long. Yeah. 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 And then finally, Carson. Yes. Watch this the movie. one I like. <laughs> Join a book club. And you guys, what? I feel like working out is the same as reading. Remember when we used to work out together? Yeah. yeah. You have a partner. It motivates that too. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the worst. Anyway, it motivates you. And if you join a book club of good friends so that you fun. love, it'll give you time it's to fun. read. Yeah. I'm, you know yeah. who I'm going to work on in 2024? Yeah, I have a Carson. That's you. Yes. If I can change the yeah. most well, cynical things I need to and, do. And by the way, life. Al Roker Sr. used to keep a collection of books uh, in what he called the reading room. Uh-huh. The bathroom. Oh, the bathroom. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I think all the seniors did okay. that. Yeah. Okay, can we give a shout Those out? Those are great tips, by yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Can we please give a shout out to one of our dedicated book club members please. who is streaking with us? I want you all to meet Michelle Brosnan from Garden City, New mm. York. She keeps streak by listening to audiobooks while she drives her three young boys uh-huh. to activities. Nice. She reads them daily, too. And we want to invite everyone watching Streak with us, y'all. It's super fun. You can scan that QR code right there to join our book club. Look, you get this really cool thing to keep track of all your reading. Sign up for our newsletter, and you'll find great tips and resources, including this calendar to track your progress. So Streak is just like read a little every day. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. I just like the name because you know me. I know. Because it's provocative. Yes. I love that. Sharing like you. We love Oh, oh, do y'all know who's ever better? Yes, Uh we do. I'm going to break up with you guys. He's streaking. Who's over here? Legend staff. The legend is here the legendary Judy Bloom. Millions of people grew up on her books. She's inspiring a whole new generation of young readers. But first, this is today on NBC. For more than 50 years, the book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, has been a rite of passage for preteens everywhere. And now, it is becoming a movie. It is yes. iconic, and so is our next guest, the author, legendary mm-hmm. Judy Bloom. Over 90 million copies sold of her 29 book. She's a trailblazer, far ahead of her time. Uh, Judy gosh. Bloom. Oh, Good, morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Are you used to just going everywhere and people just fawn over you yes. and die? I mean, people of a certain generation. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I have a bookstore, you know, and when women come into the bookstore, and they often come in groups yeah. because it's a tourist town, and they cry. Oh. And it's so sweet. Well, we got to have a, a meeting on a Zoom a, a couple months ago, and I'm, I'm afraid I cried. I also got to sit with you to talk about this film yesterday. Mm, that, that was so much fun. Oh, my fun. gosh. That I had was the so best much fun. Time. I loved it. There were tears there, too. I mean, this is, this is a book that you wrote over 50 years ago. I did. It's like on the list of the books that need to come to the screen, and now it's finally here. How does it feel? It feels wonderful. And the reason that it feels wonderful is because I love the movie and how many authors yeah. of the book can say, I think that movie is better than the book. Oh, wow. Wow. I can't believe you just said that. I do. I do. I do. Wow. And I, I mean, I and you held on to it for a long time, didn't you, Judy? I'm sure you had a million like offers over years. the years. Yes. yes. <laughs> what made you decide this is the right opportunity? This is the right script? Uh, it was the right team yeah. is what it was. And it, it, it happened just after I said to my agent, no, Margaret's off the table. I'm not selling wow. Margaret. Wow. No, tell everybody out there in Hollywood land. <laughs> no, Margaret. But then I got this letter, a remarkable and a passionate and a funny, intimate letter from Kelly Freeman Craig. The director. Freeman Craig, and writer. The writer director. Mm. And and she was very persuasive. Wow. And she had done a movie that I really liked, that I had seen long before she came to me. And she came to me with Jim Brooks, James L. Brooks. Oh, amazing. The legend. Like, yeah. God. It's so interesting when you think of this book, Judy, because back when it came out and everyone was reading it and devouring it, I think it was in 1980. It was banned. I mean, 70, it was banned in yeah. 70, I mean, 70. It was pulled from... Not in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it but when, wasn't pulled when was the it? 80s. The 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pulled in the 80s. So when everything was being pulled. Yeah. yeah. That must we have been... We thought it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, such a shocking time. And did you get... What was the explanation people were giving you for the reason they didn't want their children reading that book? <sighs> it told the, the truth. Menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if my kid doesn't read about it, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But today, <laughs> right? but today it's even worse because we got over the 80s and yeah. we said, that's it. And now book banning is back in a huge way and a really frightening and destructive way because it's become uber political. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As such a distinct voice. I mean, first yeah. of all, I may have had copy like contraband copies <laughs> of your books like that the kids we would all pass it around in the 80s yeah because we all wanted to hear your voice how what do you think it is that so captivated mm -hmm. people of a certain generation about what you it's were writing just a certain no. generation stop saying that. oh sorry, sorry it's all the generation yeah. i guess i'm thinking yeah. about us three all right. and here. you look at all three of us we're in different generations yeah. Yeah. That's true. you know yeah. which is what's wonderful well, and and mm -hmm. I was telling Judy yesterday, I slipped a little copy to my daughter, whose real name is Margaret, and said, and she said, can I read this? And I said, well, it was my favorite book when mm -hmm. I was little, but we'll have to ask daddy. <laughs> because there's something yeah. about that. You told the mm -hmm. truth. Uh, well, I, but I didn't know what I was doing when I wrote the book. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I had no idea what I was doing. And so it just came out spontaneously. And, um, you know, what can I say? It, I, I never dreamed that it would reach so many people or that it would mean so much. Wow. 
Well, it does belong to every generation. Mm -hmm. And now a new one, which they'll get to watch the film Mm -hmm. and then hopefully find the book as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're excited, Judy, because you're not going away. You're going to join me and Jenna coming up at 10 o'clock. So we're very, very excited to sit with you again. I'm coming back. You're coming back. You're never leaving anywhere. (laughs) But first, this is today on NBC. We're back with this morning's Plaza Picks, and uh, there's the Cotton family from Louisville, Kentucky, celebrating Maggie's 30th birthday. Enjoyed meeting them. Uh, Al spent some time with Terry from Dallas. Terry's on a bucket list trip here. And Hoda spent some time with Brady from Atlanta. Brady celebrating his 23rd birthday. So happy birthday, Brady. Happy yeah, birthday Brady. to them. And Uncle Al got a few more birthdays to celebrate. It's so cool seeing Judy Blue. I mean, both yeah. my girls, Red Judy Blue. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all dying. And Deborah probably, yeah. too. Oh, That's yeah. her span. All right. Well, let's bring on those smuckers, y'all. First up, happy 100th birthday to Mary Chiswick, a proud grandma from Cincinnati, Ohio. Likes her spaghetti, her chili three ways. Uh, she says the secret to longevity is eating dark chocolate. That's a thing in Cincinnati. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Cecilia Sims of Philadelphia, (laughs) Pennsylvania. 100. She lives nearby our friends at NBC10 and loves to do the crossword puzzle every day. Happy 100th to Narcisco Alonzo of Fort Collins, Colorado. Served in the Army for over 20 years. We salute you for your service, sir. And Shirley Walkowski of Queens, New York, is 100, learned how to use a computer at 98. Way to go. Sybil Nation from Brooklyn, New York, a retired nurse celebrating 100 years, married to the love of her life for 50 of those. Mm. And last but not least, happy 75th anniversary to Nancy and Maurice Boulay. Lovebirds from Greenville, Rhode Island, they say the secret to a long and happy marriage is to never go to bed. Angry. Angry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Angry. That's it. Yeah. Angry. All right, guys. Coming up on our fourth hour, actors Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter. Uh, first of all, the third hour, comedian Chelsea Handler. Oh, your sister. My sister's coming? Yeah. Why didn't studio. she text me? Uh-oh. She didn't tell you? Jeez, uh, Chelsea, thanks a lot. I guess that speaks to your relationship. Yes, it does. <laughs> 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 You're so-